0: Welcome to this episode of Athletic Training Chat. On this episode, we venture outside of the athletic training profession just a little bit in that the person we are interviewing, Ryan Gaffney, is not actually an athletic trainer, but wanted to share his experience with athletic trainers, not only in his experience as an athlete, but also just as his experience in being in a relationship with an athletic trainer, seeing what they can do in the business and industrial setting, and some of the unique things. Um, that the profession brings to the table. So we thought this would be a great advocate um, episode to help just kind of see from the outside. He also gives some really practical information and maybe trying to get into some of those settings. Uh, One thing before the episode gets started, um, we talk about diagnosing and if that is something that athletic trainers can do. And there's potentially still some confusion around that depending on who you ask. So I just wanted to read the definition from the BOC Website and that athletic trainers are healthcare professionals who render service or treatment under the direction or collaboration of a, with a physician in accordance with their education and training and the state statutes, rules, and regulations. As part of the healthcare team, services provided by ATs include injury and illness prevention, wellness promotion, education, emergent care, examination, and clinical diagnosis, therapeutic intervention, and rehabilitation of injuries and medical conditions. Also, that were recognized by the AMA. I think when we were talking about diagnosis within this, like the confusion was that, yes, we can diagnose, but our ability to take it to the next level in terms of getting the imaging and the other things that might be needed to confirm that is not quite there yet, depending on where you're working and um, you're set up with physicians and so on. Um, with that, we touch on that a little bit at the end, but I want to make sure that we put that out there before the episode got started. And as always we are brought to you by Mueller Sports Medicine but we did want to give a special reach out to them. Uh, They lost their founder uh, Kurt Mueller just recently uh, who passed away uh, who was a pioneer for sports medicine products and everything that was started by Mueller. He was the guy so our deepest heartfelt thoughts and condolences go out to the company of Mueller, the family, and everybody associated with it. We truly, again, appreciate everything you do for us and for the profession uh, and just wanted to let them know that we're thinking about them during this hard time. So with that, please enjoy this episode.
1: I was just going to um, just talk about a little bit about my background because you mentioned that um, uh, being an athlete. So for people that obviously don't know me, I'm, my name is Ryan Gaffney and I'm from uh, East Lansing, Michigan originally. Um, played hockey. I played a lot, a ton of sports. I played hockey, uh, played golf, played soccer, played football, uh, baseball. Uh, growing up as a kid, at one point in time, I was playing four sports at once. <laughs> um, but my real athletic training experience came in, um, junior a hockey and in college. Um, and that, uh, I had, a, I had a few serious injuries that, um, without athletic trainers, I don't know if I would have been able to actually continue throughout my season because being a hockey player, the, the one thing that's extremely important to have is it's all about legs. Legs are such an important, mm-hmm. um, and so for me, uh, I actually dislocated at my hip um, back in 20, 2012 to 2013. And, uh, of course, I'm stubborn, so I didn't get it fixed right away or get it checked out. Um, but eventually I did. Uh, I, got it, I got it realigned and fixed. And then the care that came in to help me throughout the hockey season, maintain that and continue my ability to play was an athletic trainer. Um, certain stretches, um, certain preventative care, things that I could do at home, um, all made the difference because dislocating your hip and trying to play hockey at the intensity that I was playing it at is extremely hard. Um, and so it made a, it made a big difference, even between periods, I would sit with athletic trainer and have, um, that person, that individual, uh, help me maintain at least flexibility, comfortability. Um, and we just kind of worked as a unit to make sure that I could perform on the ice um, My my second experience and this is another reason why I kind of um, You know the hockey part stands out to me that you know, this is This just validates how knowledgeable athletic trainers are about the human body um, So one game I actually got stepped on in my Achilles and oh. um, And I was bleeding <laughs> And I was bleeding in my boot, and I kept playing. And then I finally got off, and I realized that um, I got a pretty bad cut. Um, so the athletic trainer was right there at the, on the D side of the bench, um, showed him what was going on. So he actually was able to walk me through the steps of what was happening. So I was starting to turn really pale. I was actually starting to, um, I didn't pass out, but he said it's possible. So he was preparing me. He was getting me ready that, you know, this is what can happen. Um, And thankfully, I didn't pass out. But um, the thing that I remember the most about that experience was that uh, I ended up having uh, – he couldn't tell me. uh, This is the part that I think, you know, was interesting is that I know you guys can't necessarily diagnose something. But I said, hypothetically, what can you determine this injury is, like, in, in terms of, like, what would you say? And he said it was a level two tear in my Achilles. So he gave me instruction as, as to suggestion more so of what I should go do. I need to go someplace, obviously, to get stitches um, and get it looked at. So, of course, <laughs> being myself, I go to an urgent care, which was my mistake. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and they look at it and they're like, oh, we can just sew it up. So they sew it up. Um. I'm having you know a tough time walking for uh, an extended period of time. Finally heals, it calluses over, and about a year and a half later, I go and see a, um, a specialist, and they take a few images of my ankle. And you know, I asked him, I said, you know, what is it that uh, you actually found? And they said it was a level two tear. And so for me, when I look at that, that's pretty powerful for athletic trainers because I had a guy that told me. What it was before even going into imaging, so that just tells me like I was I was just very impressed that somebody was able to determine something just by simply looking or evaluating me in the search in the uh, circumstances and then saying this is what this is.
0: So, yeah, those are a couple hardcore injuries you had going on there. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess I, I was a, a little bring that little out little
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah urgent care is always an interesting one we try and hesitate to send people there more than we need to just because you'll get the very general they're very good at what they do they're not always so good with the sports injuries as it's not necessarily their wheelhouse right right um, one of the, um go ahead oh no, no go i was gonna let you go ahead yeah. I was just going to give a little bit more background on how we got connected, um, kind of right here, best way to describe it. Um, you tagged us on an Instagram story about a conference or something you were attending. I was talking about athletic trainers in the industrial setting in the workplace, and um, someone that you know very well, and we haven't seen it in quite a few years, but um, had previously on the show, um, Andrea do Sedla. Uh, talking about the yeah. industrial setting and so we reached out and that's kind of how we got connected on this um, topic and we're going to have a few more industrial setting episodes coming up as we reach out to a few more people but you um, made some mention of how you see as potentially changing the business industry and how healthcare works within it and I was wondering if you could just elaborate on that coming from the vantage point of not being an athletic trainer well, uh, I can tell you too, uh,
1: I am a business owner as well. So being in the business industry, um, one of the most important costs that we're trying to cut down are healthcare costs. Right. I mean, it's, you know, and now you see, and my business is more, I'm a small business, but there are uh, many corporations locally where I'm originally from and in Wisconsin, that I found have um, wellness programs. And they coincide a lot with, um you know atcs uh, in a lot of ways um because for me i want to have as a business i want to have the most productivity out of my team i want my team to be healthy i want my team to um not have to take days off of work if not needed and so what i've what i've personally experienced and what i've seen and something i'm interested as a business owner And just kind of evaluating the way the process has worked for such a long time is that for for years we've looked at we've we've handled a problem as it comes instead of actually taking preventative action and for me that's pretty it's it's pretty dumb that we've always gone about it that way instead of thinking how can we avoid having these injuries or having these problems to begin with and so um it's just I think that athletic trainers in industrial and corporate offices and businesses, that I think that's going to be the future, to be honest, um, because of the fact that you guys have so much knowledge in determining what an injury is almost before. Like You can just evaluate the body. You can, you can ask the right questions. You can basically, you're like investigators of the body. When you find out what it is, you're able to give proper care. You're able to um, I wish you could diagnose because I think it could uh, it could give you more validity um, in that sense, but I think that uh, um, you're able to help that individual out even more, knowing how accurate you know your your decision was or what you're being told you just you're I, I've seen it more times than not that you're able to accurately decide what the issue is, or even what the problem, or how it stems from, where it stems from. Um, And then you're able to counter it with either, you know, proper direction, proper suggestion, um, and and a lot of people benefit. And so for me, as a business owner, I'd rather have that in my office, and have that so that people, they're having trouble, whether it's affecting their work, um, or whatever, and they're just their daily life, can get that help so that they can improve just be more of a um contributor to the business that they're that they're at
0: no i agree Huge area prevention side of things um that the profession has focused on and will continue to not just in sports but um like you said wellness programs and um, ergonomics and looking at different things um, we tend to get very creative as a profession with what we what we can do um, with the resources that we have so um, you kind of covered it I, uh, oh, go ahead.
1: I was just going to add that I think uh, right now just because I think athletic trainers haven't in general been given the kind of respect that they deserve I think a lot of times because of old school thinking, people are so wanting to go directly to a doctor or wanting to go to see a nurse or something. And in my mind, I think that that's going to change. I think right now um, is a pinnacle time uh, for athletic trainers to kind of become, have a voice of their own. And I think that um, those people who are in the industrial setting have the opportunity to set up new platform for athletic trainers so that they can be And and, and again, we need you for sports, but I think that there's you're you're so much more there's so much more availability for you and a need for you, Um, and I think that we're gonna find that out and see that because businesses, like I said, healthcare costs are expensive, and if we can cut those down, and athletic trainers can cut those down significantly, um, and as sad as it is, when it's business, that's what it always comes down to is money. So if they can save in any corner or avenue. Um, they're going to and and there's a lot of other benefits aside from the money aspect but
0: um, yeah so I just want to add to that then add that in yeah um, kind of to that topic it comes down to the dollars for a business what do you think it would take or what you know convinced you optimally to like it's it's an investment on the front end obviously to have someone there and pay, you know, whether it's contracting or paying, actually hiring them on to pay their salary, you know, whatever it may be, like, does it, is it just hard data or, you know, looking at lost data and how much, you know, work comp could be or things like that, obviously depending on the setting, um, you know, is that what it takes to justify covering the expense on the front end or, you know, what would you say is the most convincing factors for that? facts are always always going to win anybody
1: you could go into any business corporation you could go into any university and say hey this is what i can do but anybody can say one thing um doing is another so when you have actually factual data that can support the claims that you say um and the data is out there i i know the data is um that you know Costs are, are coming down in, in places that people are able to be use, used um, in, in the business industry. And so if, you can, if you're able to get that data and provide it or at least uh, show it, um, that, that creates an opportunity for, for you to uh, validate even more uh, what you can, can do uh, and how you can help help a business.
0: I get like That's definitely a topic that and one that I haven't been as good on myself as looking at outcome measures and more of that data and actually thinking in that business mindset to sell yourself in the profession. Uh, just got off of that conversation with another person about that as well. Um, you kind of commented on this to a little bit of a degree, but unique skill sets um, that you think athletic trainers bring to healthcare. You talked on it, some but is there anything that we didn't cover that yeah uh, the unique
1: skill sets um well it it does like again it's i'll kind of reverberate what i just uh had mentioned too is just the ability to determine an injury or cause of injury just by seeing like just by looking at the body now every every um injury is invisible so you know just if you break a leg or you break a wrist or you have exposed bone or something you know those are serious injuries but they happen and um there's a lot of injuries though that happen internally that are either certain back pains back is a big one um back pains are the most common um that that i believe um and from what i've heard um but i mean a lot of internal injuries uh i've seen athletic trainers be able to determine what it is and even kind of find the root cause of it and then from there you know be able to find a solution and help prevent it from being worse and actually improve it to be better Um, I think that's very unique Um, when I gave you my example about the the the, the second degree tear this gentleman was able to determine that a year and a half prior to me actually getting imaging testing done when it had calloused over and they and, and you know what's considered a specialist in imaging um, was able to say, yeah, you had a, a uh, second-degree tear and you probably should have had surgery. Um, <laughs> so, you know, um, that, that's the kind of thing that I think is very impressive. And I think that's what gives you the unique skill set and ability to, yeah, and I think that, honestly, that's um, something that's overlooked that isn't understood yet because not everybody's had my experience. Um, but I think as time goes on, And people like myself get the opportunity to speak more on your behalf, um, you know, and and get into business and be a part of a business or be a business owner or manager or whatever it might be. You guys are going to be more considered and included in that in that
0: in that that atmosphere. Going off of that, what can athletic trainers do in connecting with people like yourself to form those relationships? You know, getting in the door of it. Obviously, you've got a unique avenue into understanding the profession um what is it i if i have never met you and i was wanting to try and get into uh, your service you know to provide services for you and or have you become an advocate for our, our profession you know what would you suggest an athlete trainer do in that regard just in trying to um get the-
1: that connection, in a sense, is that what you're asking? Yeah,
0: get that connection um, and then ultimately, you know, gather like your support, like you said, advocating for the profession from someone that's not in the profession.
1: Well, you guys already kind of do it, um, I think, but you're, you're not doing it in the correct avenue. I, you already do it on a daily basis as athletic trainers where one of the biggest things you have to do is communicate. You guys probably all have, a, I mean, I'm assuming even yourself, you probably have a great relationship with the people that you work with because you have. To. There has to be a level of trust there. There has to be a, a development of some type of a friendship, um, whether it's you know professional or just somebody that you at least say the minimal hi to, um, even if they don't use you all the time or use you at all. Um, but I would say that if you take those communication skills and you direct them into um, more of a marketing aspect or you kind of look at businesses and approach them um, You know as a business owner for myself. I can give you an example of what I do. I Just go to businesses and walk right in and I say can I speak to somebody that's an HR because um, that's what my business uh, relates to is the HR and wellness programs um, and when you get that opportunity that's your uh, that's your opportunity to um, discuss what it is that you can and can do um, And, you know, again, provide the data and just communicate what you're what you're trying to accomplish. Um, It's I feel like for athletic trainers too, the opportunities are there. I think they're just they're not they're not being aggressive enough to go for them. And I could be wrong. I could be uh, wrong about that. But I do think that there are opportunities out there and people just need to jump on them more or get more aggressive or ambitious about pursuing them. More entrepreneurial, basically. A little bit. And that's I guess that's a little bit biased because that's the way I am right. um, but I also think that if you if you want to move up in anything, you have to be a level of independence has to be there where go get what you want if you want more out of of you guys put a lot of time and money into your school I mean you guys go get a master's degree you guys put a lot of education um up front there and You know, it's not always about money. There's a lot of rewards of of being an athletic trainer that come with the people that you meet, the camaraderie you create on teams. Um, It goes much further than just the care, because of the relationships that you create. But I think that um, I honestly think that that's um, something that you have to, if you want more from what you've put in, bring out that ambition and go get it.
0: I can agree. Um, I think that's one that the profession's been for so long and our avenues and we're just slowly starting to expand out into those other areas, but creating that and the selling of yourself is not always comfortable, whereas applying to go work at a university, you pretty much know what you're going to get yourself into. So I think that's very thought provoking and good in that regard. Yeah. Um, one kind of more question than this, and again, you've kind of covered it already, but to get a little bit more in depth, like you've talked about ATCs in the prevention side and potentially within the wellness program. Anywhere else you see, other, you know, obviously the if an injury occurs, they can be really beneficial. I believe Andrea talked about actually being like out on the job site when work is occurring and being available. It sounds like mm-hmm. it's some boring days for her, but. Um, was an experience yeah
1: um (laughs) i i think that um you're as athletic trainers your presence is necessary um it's hard to do your job from you know not being in the atmosphere where either the injury occurs or the people that you need to create those relationships are um so i think really that's the most important thing is just Actually, being present um, and, and understanding. I mean, obviously, like you kind of just said, you know, you knew like when you get into university what you're getting into. Um, but that's, I would think that you know, if you're in an un- more unstructured atmosphere, you just need to be present and you need to really focus on creating those relationships with those people.
0: Agreed. Um, anything else around this topic that? Um you wanted to cover I kind of exhausted the specific questions to that we had for this um uh, before we jump into our a t chat slightly modified five questions that we have. No, well,
1: that's okay. Um, you know um, I mean, if I don't say I'll probably say it a few times, i just I just think that uh, there's there's just more there's so much use for athletic trainers, and I've said it you know again here, and I've said it many times. Uh, to other people that um you know like i said this is a pinnacle time of education and people need to learn more about what it is that you guys do because the use for you guys is um is is right there i, I mean it's it's you're the i think you're fighting an old school mindset too so a lot of people that make the decisions um are baby boomers they're an old school generation and and it's not to knock on them those are my those are my parents you know those are they're all good. They're all great people so um but their their look on things you know um a lot of what i hear is people don't want to change well we've always done it this way so why would we change it and we kind of have to move past that because the only way we advance is the civilization as humans is by change and taking chances and doing so I think one of the things that, you know, like I said, again, a a pinnacle time for you as athletic trainers is going to be now in the next five to 10 years because um, people are going to realize, and especially when folks like myself and our generation start to get more into the leadership positions, the CEO positions, we're, you know, we're very health conscious. And so we're going to be aware of how important it is to prevent something rather than, than just wait until it happens.
0: Well said, I I agree. Well, going into these questions, um, making this one a little bit more specific, um, where do you see athletic training as a profession going in the next five to 10 years in that kind of business and industrial setting? Do you see one in every single business?
1: I definitely see it growing. I definitely see, um, I would say that there are going to be some major companies that are large um, that will adopt the athletic training style, and I think there will be a lot of smaller businesses that will do it too. Um, and the, you know, I would say in the next five years, you'll probably see a lot of smaller businesses adopt it. Um, in 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 a few big businesses, and then in the ten-year span, based on the results and the data and what we're seeing, because it's all going to come together. People talk, you know, it's it's right. not going to be a secret that how much of a difference that they're making. In the ten-year span, you're going to see a lot of major companies
0: bring bring on athletic trainers. It would be great to see. Um, What advice would you give to an athletic trainer that is trying to get into this business and industrial setting? Again, we've kind of covered this, um, but if you could kind of summarize that into...
1: Any any opportunity you have to go out and um, whether it's uh, a marketing event, whether it's um, a social event, a business event, You know, be aware of your community and be aware of where you want to be and attend those. You know, I know everybody has business cards. I know everybody has uh, emails. And the only way that you're going to um, get in those positions is if you are able to put yourself there in the first place, the opportunity. Um, So take advantage of what's going on around you because all sorts of communities, my community, East Lansing, Milwaukee, Wisconsin here, there's a ton of different things going on all the time that if you just go there, talk to people, make connections, um, it, it'll, it'll come full circle. It just does. And, and especially, like I said, you guys as athletic trainers are all naturally nice people. You have to be because you have to deal with a lot of complainers. You have to deal with a lot of people that just are difficult. People are challenging. Um, so that's more of a kudos to you guys so that it should be easy when you go into a, a business where people want to meet you're you guys should shine so it should be pretty easy you just have to put yourself in that position um and and it might be some crazy job it might not even be industrial it might be something that we're not even thinking of right now because it just hasn't happened
0: i like that um tweaking this one just a little bit more so obviously you've been you run your own business um that's been successful um you've got a unique outlook on things so what is an influential resource that you've come across that you think would apply to athletic trainers um typically this is something medical related when we ask athletic trainers but I'd be curious as if there's something that you've found to be a great resource that you think would cross over
1: um Let's see here. I have to think about that one for a second. And a resource I found in my career that would apply to like trainers. Um, you know, I would say this is kind of a a silly answer because I'm not a, I'm not super fond of it, but it's it's a real thing. Is um, social media? I think social media is a pretty outstanding resource that um, has helped out with my own career. Um, if you there's there's a um, a, not an app but a website it's called alignable yeah and alignable um, I didn't really know about it until I actually started my business and I realized like there's a lot of people on there and you get a lot of promotion and you get a lot of connections through people that you didn't know were connected and um, that's pretty cool Um, I think that if you are um, somebody you know in, in, in social media is all I have a, it's a whole different story, I have a whole opinion about uh, social media and what I think about it. But um, I do think that it does have advantages for people that want to uh, expand um, awareness of themselves or they want to make connections. And I think LinkedIn is a great resource, um, obviously because that's more of a professional one. Um, but I even Facebook and Instagram are great places because in that instance you can control the information and you can control the outlook of what you're trying to um what you're trying to inform people about so uh, even your instagram page i was looking at it uh, it's all athletic training based and i think that that's that's exactly what the beauty is about social media is that you can put the content out there that you think is necessary to you know either educate um you know and i think that's one thing that if i could say as a resource is uh to use social media is to really focus on um, applying what you can do because I don't think that athletic trainers you guys are again going back to your personalities You're also nice that you have to brag a little bit you got to be able to say this is what I can do and and I know that because of this I mean even in your uh, situation with athletes I know that some stuff is you know very confidential so you can't share um, but you can you can say hypothetically you know hypothetically if I ran into this situation this is how I would handle it or um, if I've I've had an experience like this, no names. I've, I've had so and so have this happen before. This is what we did, and this is how we uh, found the solution. And this is where that person, that individual, is now, without naming their names. So you're keeping confidentiality, but you're able to. I mean, how do you tell a story and tell what people what you do, without you know, if if you just don't tell it all? I mean, nobody knows exactly um, all that you do. If you can't actually use the stories and the experiences because you guys know what you do, but telling everybody else in the, in the world that don't, that's, that's, I think the big thing. So that would be my suggestion with the resources is use them to your advantage and really do your best to inform people what it is that you can do because, and I I know you've probably heard this before and this is more of an insult, uh, honestly, for all the uh, work and time that you put into being an athletic trainer is when you say that people are like, well, oh, so you work out and train people, right? And that's that's <clears throat> I mean when I hear that it, it upsets me for you guys because that's like <laughs> that's disappointing like yes I'm sure you guys have a, a, a great knowledge of how to um, properly work out with good form and, and you do you do know those things but that is not at all the realm of your wheelhouse so part of that I think is using those resources and just getting education out there
0: yeah I think that's really good and like I agree on the social media thing for as much of junk is out there there's also a lot of really good stuff and i can believe that from the business side as much as the sports medicine and you know the insta famous thing you know stuff where if you can really dig into people that put out really good content a you can put out your own good stuff but b you can get information so much quicker now
1: yeah you know and something else too that i think is underutilized um is youtube i mean youtube is used by a lot of people don't get me wrong, but in terms of athletic training, I, I, you know, there's some discussion on there, but I think that the approach and how YouTube could be used can be different and more effective so it can help your guys'
0: careers. Right. In your time working with athletic trainers, again, you've kind of alluded to some of these things. If you could change or eliminate one thing, it could be a common practice that you have seen or a mindset in the field of athletic training. What would it be looking from the outside in? Um,
1: I wish, now this is more of your common practice, um, is I wish you guys could diagnose, just because I
0: know that when you do, it's accurate. Like, yep. You guys just know what you're doing. And like, we can tell you what it is, but our ability to go on to that next part of you know ordering imaging so you didn't have to wait a year and a half to get it done, that's kind of the next exactly.
1: phase yeah in that sense I wish you guys had more more power and I think that that might come down the road and because I think that that's you know that's something that's kind of out of your hands Um, you know that's just all I guess political people making decisions yeah it's uh, it's OSHA and all their nonsense that you know you got to deal with but um, I would say uh, you know the mindset I think that we kind of covered that too and just having that independent more entrepreneurial mindset of you know if you know you're in a position like and you want to go someplace else or you want to test the waters, you have to go and get it so you have to you know and, and a lot of it can be just called a side hustle, you know just if you want to do your own thing or you want to pursue uh, a business, you just got to go after it and so I just I, I think the mindset and I could be mistaken, but I think athletic trainers uh, have this idea like we go to school, this is what we're doing and this is this is the path and this is it. And if you can change that mindset, you're going to change everybody's career and athletic trainers' uh, careers going forward as a whole.
0: I like it. Final question. Uh, What does working with an athletic trainer mean to you? Uh, It's outstanding. Um, I've never
1: had a bad experience with athletic trainers. Um, And that's, that's the one thing. And that's not even just with the the portion of it where i'm getting assistance for a physical ailment or something i'm trying to improve on but even the relationships just i've never like had an athletic trainer realize i was like man i really don't like you you know <laughs> um and that's an important part because it actually helps with the care and it helps create that level of trust that you know this person's going to manipulate me a little bit or show me things that i need and i have to have some form of trust with that person and that's created by the communication the the personality um And just kind of speaking too, on behalf of knowledge, i I really respect people that have a lot of knowledge and can speak it and and then and then show it and so when I've been able to you know work with athletic trainers, that's been a big highlight is you know we have a conversation, you talk about what they're doing with school or where they're at and um obviously, when I was in sports, we had both the athletic trainers that were in the training portion of it that were still in school, and then we had obviously the ones that were um you know graduated been you know doing this for years but they're all learning so um, you know and that's that's what it's all about I think is, is just uh, that's that's important having that relationship so athletic trainers to me I think they're the future honestly I think that athletic trainers are the future of um, preventative care and are the future of a lot of business and just healthcare because of the fact that um, again that mindset we've always thought let's wait until there's a problem well if we can avoid the problem to begin with why not Um, and obviously that's considering even that some things are out of your control and things are going to happen but if you can if we can tweak that a bit uh it can make all the difference
0: very well said anything else that you wanted to cover or share and kind of you know people want to reach out to you and where they can follow what you're doing uh, questions
1: well, I just I was going to say thank you, uh, Joel, for having me on. Um, I hope that moving forward, you have the opportunity to bring more people on, like myself, that have experienced what athletic trainers can do firsthand on the other end of it. Um, and I think that we kind of agreed and we talked about that earlier, is just because that's, that creates that validity for you guys. We can tell our stories um, and it shows your worth more. Because um, I could tell you that I'm the best businessman in the world but it doesn't mean anything until I actually have the proof or I have other people to, to, to back it up right so I think that 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 will make a significant uh, difference for you guys uh, entirely um, but uh, yeah for myself I mean I don't uh, my business I am actually in healthy vending so I do um, MW healthy vending which is uh, Michigan and Wisconsin healthy vending and anybody wants to check it out they can um, Um, but that's, that's again, why I think that the HR programs and the wellness programs are, uh, important and that they all, they all are connected.
0: So. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time to be on the show. We appreciate it. Thanks, Joel. Thanks for having me. I appreciate that a lot.